0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, September 26, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve is governed solely by the president, which means lots of power concentrated in one person. Cato senior fellow Steve Hanke says if the Strategic Petroleum Reserve must survive, it needs rules to make it a living asset.
1: The U.S. government uh, since 1975 has uh, had a so-called strategic petroleum reserve. This is uh, made up of uh, caverns, uh, mainly in Louisiana, where oil is purchased by the government and, and put in stored in these salt uh, domes, so to speak. And it's it's quite large. Uh, it's 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 now dwarfs the private inventories and. Also, the drawdown rate, how much they could pull out of the thing, is the equivalent of the total exports from Kuwait and Iran on a daily basis, about 4.3 million barrels. The case the government makes and the politicians is that in in case we have a national emergency or there's sanctions put on the U.S. or something like this, an embargo, like we remember the 1973 oil embargo, that motivated this thing in the first place that we need a big government inventory of oil so that we we, uh, don't have a... A, a massive price spike and gas shortages and gas lines and all this kind of thing. This, this is the kind of picture and rationale for the thing. So, it's supposedly an insurance policy for national emergencies and oil shortages associated with these national emergencies. The problem is, of course, no one ever asks what the what the policy is written for, because the in fact the Strategic Petroleum Reserve has been filled, and particularly the Bush administration since 2001 maxed out. They filled all the strategic petroleum reserves. So there's a lot of filling going on, but very rarely is the Strategic Petroleum Reserve ever used. So it's like a dead resource. The government buys it. They're like a bunch of pack rats buying and hoarding oil and storing it in these salt domes, very huge quantities, and, and almost never using it. And to use it, the, the decision to fill it, the, the so-called fill rule, or the decision to use it, the so-called release rule, these are all kind of ad hoc political de- uh, determinations. It's kind of a Soviet kind of system, you see. The government owns the thing, and and the president in fact, is the one who has to sign off on either filling or releasing oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So it's, it's kind of a quasi-Soviet kind of thing that we have, uh, a big, uh, really a big monster.
0: The debate that always centers around, whenever a debate involves the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, it's always about either, uh, in some cases, it's gas prices, it's an emergency for some part of the country. But when the debate actually gets to the point of what the value is of releasing this oil, the point always comes up, well, it's only going to be a few pennies at the pump. It's not going to uh, have any real impact on prices and things like that. How should people really think about it?
1: Well, it, it has quite a, a big impact on, on prices. For example, when uh, President Bush decided to fill this, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in, in two thousand and uh, since two thousand and one, uh, as the prices went up, uh, I think about twenty percent of the crude oil price increase was accounted for during that filling period by in, uh, government purchases and in, in filling this oil inventory. So it's it's big time. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of money. If, if, if the price was $60 a barrel when it was back at $60 a barrel, roughly $10 of the barrel, uh, uh, per barrel was accounted for just because the government was buying oil and adding to demand. So it's, it adds at the margin to, to the demand for oil and pushes the price up. Or if they were selling, of course, you'd have just the same thing. Now, uh, uh, President Bush... Uh, I should say Father Bush, back in 1991 when the U- U.S. invaded Kuwait, they, they did release oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and the price went down from about $33 a barrel to about $22 a barrel in one day. There was about an 11, $11 reduction, so it was it was huge one-day reduction. And that, that's essentially the last time the, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was really used. It's just been very
0: rarely used. How should it be changed? How should the system be changed?
1: Well, there, there are two, two possibilities. One is that, uh, you know, free, free market folk would say, well, the, the best thing to do is just liquidate the, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and privatize it. Uh, I, I, I would say, fine, private inventories would probably do the job. Uh, however, realistically, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're I think we're stuck with this monster whether we want it or not so the question is well how do you how do you make it a, a live resource and make it essentially an oil bank instead of a dead resource now we we just fill and never use or rarely use and and no one knows what the terms of the so-called insurance policy for a national emergency we don't even know what they are it's just all ad hocery and politics so what I've suggested is that we make certain that the government buys at low prices and sells at high prices. Now, you see, we're just buying at high price. Look at the Bush administration. We started buying at high prices after 2001. It pushed the price even higher. We bought more. It was just a spiral. We kept buying higher and higher and higher prices and filling and never releasing. So... My argument is that what we could do is use options uh, and, and the government could sell call options with a strike price that was above the market price, let's say. Let's say it was $150 a barrel, then the buyer of the call option would have the right to buy oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve if the price went above $150, the strike price that I just mentioned. So that's the sell-high option, and, and that's the release rule. That, re, that The market would determine, and the option market would determine, and, and all of a sudden, this big resource would become alive and, 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 and be an oil bank and working. And if you just stopped at that side of the thing, You you would eventually, if you never filled it again, you you would just liquidate the thing and privatize it eventually, all all of it. The other side of it, however, if you're going to keep it, you need a fill rule. And the fill rule would be implemented by selling put options on the uh, oil. Or, or the, or the right to deliver oil into the strategic petroleum reserve. So, the buyer of a put option would have the option to sell oil at whatever the strike price was. Let's say the strike price is fifty dollars a barrel. If, if the price went down below fifty dollars a barrel, the, the owner of the put option who bought it from the government would have a big incentive to, to want to, you know, find oil and sell it and put it into the strategic petroleum reserve. So my argument is that we're probably going to be stuck with this thing whether we want it or not. So instead of having the thing run on kind of a Soviet basis where where political decisions determine what you're going to fill, what you're going to release, you set it up on a market-based system where you're selling call options on the upside and selling put options on on the low side and and let the market determine whether basically the market prices hitting against the strike prices that are set will determine whether you're either selling oil or buying oil and the market would take care of the thing and, and you wouldn't just have a dead resource. The thing would be alive and at least be usable. Plus, the government, if they were selling calls and puts, would be at least getting premium money uh, for those that would offset and defer some of the cost of maintaining the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is quite high. It's it's very expensive just to maintain the thing.
0: As long as the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is a political football, it does seem to uh, put power in the hands of the president.
1: Oh, it puts a, a lot. He 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 must sign the 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 order to fill or release. So it puts an enormous amount of power, in. and and it is a, just a political football right now as we're speaking. And, and in the last several years, of course, we've had the president filling the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and 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 by definition, that means the Democrats have to be against filling. They 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 want to not fill. They want to stop the fill, and and, and they and they want to they want to sell the oil and use the oil. The Republicans either either want to fill it, or or just let it sit there and don't do anything with it. So it's a completely a political football with all kinds of nonsensical arguments on both sides of whether you should be filling or releasing. My argument is, let the market decide how you're going to use it, whether you're going to be filling or whether you're going to be releasing. And and by the way, this this would, my, my approach, by putting strike prices above the market price and below the current market price, it would tend to reduce the volatility in the market, make this huge inventory alive make it overhang the market and, and clearly push the spot prices down. so it would have some some it would have an impact in the market once you make it alive, volatility in the oil market would go down and, and there'd be a tendency to push the spot prices down and particularly push
0: them down relative to future prices. Steve Hankey is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.